Okay, so I'm here with Jeanette today, and um, Jeanette, for the last couple of weeks, has been preparing to go on a long hike. And she's been running around the house, she's been buying gear, she's been excited, she's been packing. So, Jeanette, what, um, what are you up to? So, yes, I'm preparing for a section hike. A section hike is a small hike in a lar on a larger trail. So a through hike is a huge long hike that is usually from one end to the trail to the next and through hikers like they're very purist and they want to talk about this whole from beginning to end thing so there's three major trails in the united states there's the pacific crest trail on the west coast that's 2600 miles there's the appalachian trail on the east coast which is 2200 miles and then the continental divide trail which is 3100 miles and that goes that goes on the top of the Continental Divide. The Pacific Crest Trail goes from uh, Mexico to Canada. Uh, anyway, so I'm, and you and I had done a small section of the Appalachian Trail. How many years ago was that? I don't know, I mean, it was a while back, but what, what I know about these long through hikers is that the, the ACT, for example, is something like 2,000 miles long, and people set aside um, like three months or four months of their life and they just hike this thing um, and they it's walk about, like yeah, 20 the, miles a day and it's just a whole lifestyle like a life experience yeah the pct takes about six months to walk if you do it from beginning to end you know like they have the kickoff day i think it's in in, in march and it takes six months it's crazy yeah these people either quit their jobs or or you know change their lifestyle completely they kind of disappear you know, off the planet for a little while, out of society anyway, for a while to do these long hikes. But people like us who have to work for a living, we can only do small portions of it. So, yeah. so the section hike. So, so again, this week I see you're kind of giddy, you're packing, you're, you're running around talking a lot about this hike. How are you feeling this week? So I have reframed my anxiety into being excited and alert. We, you and I watched this show last night, uh, Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee with Seinfeld. And he was interviewing, who's it, Bill, Bill, what's his last name? He's a comedian. I forgot his name, but he said, pay attention to the butterflies. When you get butterflies in your stomach, the very next, you know, when you're nervous or excited, the very next thing is usually life-changing and amazing. So don't, don't avoid the butterflies, pay attention to them. So I'm paying attention to the butterflies this week. And, you know, I have this weird process. I get into my Woody Allen mind and I, you know, I go into doubt. I have phantom pain. I think that I'm having a appendicitis or I think that I have gallstones. And I, you know, I can ruminate into this, this long, you know, crazy worry train. But this week I'm like watching a lot of comedy and not watching any forensic files. And really, I did, you know, the last couple summers, these small hikes on my own and, and... I can't stop thinking about it. When I do the hike and I'm done, I think about it all year. And it's super exciting to me um, thinking about it and anticipating it. And I, I like to notice how I feel about things. If I avoid it or I, I don't want to plan it, then it's not anything I want to do. This is something I want to do because I know that I feel great when I think about it. Yeah, so that's how I'm feeling. I'm excited and alert. <laughs> Okay, 
So I see you running around, you know, making all these preparations. What kind of stuff are you taking with you? So I'm taking enough food for the whole time I'm gone, which is a little, it's less than a week, but so I've, I'm, you know, can't take, I'm not bringing water, which is interesting. You usually bring a jet boil. And what is a jet boil? Well, it's a little, it's called a camp stove. So it's a little self-contained LP gas stove, you right. know, that just fits in your pack nice and tidy and Basically, you can boil water with it. Right, and I don't feel like dealing with that. Like my brain doesn't work that way. Like with like technology, <laughs> not technology, but like I don't want the way you described it. It's not like working properly right now. And so, what did you say to me when you were telling me about? Oh well, all I gotta do is yeah, the igniter <laughs> isn't working right. It works sometimes, so you you gotta if the igniter doesn't happen to work, you have to bring a lighter along, and then you just have to turn on the gas and flick the lighter until it sparks and the little explosion happens. A little explosion. A little explosion happens. I'm not into little explosions on my own. I just don't want to deal with that. And I, anyway, I'm not bringing that system. So I'm going to go, my food situation, I'm going to take some photos of, of my food and videos. I've been posting some things on my Humanology Facebook page. And so I'm going to post that later. But I have basically enough food for the time I'm going to be gone. And water is interesting because I have to find water on this on this trail. Um, and if I find it in a river or a lake, I guess I'm going to use this these iodine tabs where Mark and I have used and Mark uses iodine. Um, they're little like filtration tabs so you can drink water when you find it. And Josh uses a different system. What does he use? Well, he, he uses a filter. You can buy filters that you can just pump the water right through and then it's safe to drink. But there's bacteria in water that you get out of streams. Um, so those iodine tablets kill the bacteria. Yeah. Kind of like you put iodine on a, on a wound, you know, this you're putting it into your whole entire body so that you don't get the infections from the bacteria. Yeah, all, all that great stuff. So I'm totally doing that. I'm, do, I'm doing the iodine. And I'm going to screw with that water thing tonight. What happens with the water is you put it in a big bladder and you put it in the back of these modern backpacks. Have this little slit in the back of the backpack where you put the water bladder in it. And you have a tube that you just drink out of all day. It's super like easy to just keep drinking water. And the point is... You know, one day I'm putting on 21 miles, and one day I'm putting on 18, and one day I'm doing 16. <clears throat> and the other days are like 7 and 6, so they're not as many. But if I'm if I'm walking 18 and 21 miles, I have to drink water constantly. So this week I've been kind of hydrating and, you know, drinking water and salt. So I'm going to actually bring salt and more salty foods too uh, on my walk next week. So food and water. Yes, and I'm what also. Else? Are you bringing any modern conveniences? Okay, I'm like, bringing are you bringing my phone. A... I'm bringing my phone, and my phone is for emergencies only. And it's I'm going to do a couple of these videos, kind of just through the week, just kind of you know let my my listeners know I'm okay. And I hope I'm not going to post any Blair Witch Project videos. My God, if if I'm posting Blair, Blair Witch Project videos, then we have other problems. But um, you know. I'm bringing my phone for emergencies, and if I get scared at night for comedy, I have some comedy downloaded. If I get scared, emergencies, emergencies only. Uh, I'm bringing a cool a battery for my phone. It's called an anchor, and so basically, it's a a charger, so I can charge my phone all week. So I'm looking forward to using that. I've been using it all week, and it's really held the charge good. 
so I'm excited about that. I'm also bringing a couple books. Last year when I did this, I read a whole book on my trail, and so I'm, I'm bringing two just in case I run out, and the books are really positive too. And I'm bringing a journal. Last year, I journaled this, and real quick, just notes, and I noted in my journal, when I looked back, that the first hour, I was full of excitement, and I was very alert, and then after that, I wasn't as you know, nervous, I guess you can say. So that made me realize that <clears throat> it'll be fine. I just need to get over these butterflies. Okay, so what about, um, what about you know, clothes and toothpaste and you're, you're going to be leaving the car and you'll be out in the wilderness for three or four days. So I can imagine that you're not bringing a change of clothes for every day and you're not bringing, you know makeup and a hairdryer and no. but are you bringing a toothbrush you know are you bringing yep <clears throat> how do you stay clean and yeah do so you worry about those kinds of things well and you know for having it this be less than a week i'm not as worried i'm bringing a small tube of toothpaste a toothbrush i'm bringing wipes to wipe myself every day i hope i find a sh kind of a place to you know clean up but um i'm basically gonna use baby wipes or whatever I'm going to use camping shoes, and so that's something you realized this last couple hikes, right? Yeah, the first several times I was out, I didn't bring camp shoes. I saw other people that had them strapped to their backpack, and I thought it was just like more stuff that made the backpack heavier. So several hikes in, I never brought them. Finally, I did bring a pair of comfortable camp shoes, and I'll never leave home without them ever again. So what's the deal? With camp shoes. So you're in these boots all day long. You got a 50 to 60 pound pack on your back, you know, and you're walking over rocks and rough terrain and you get back to the camp and you kind of set up a tent. You have a little cozy area to hang out. But if you're still in your boots, you just feel like you're never really stopping. But once you take those boots off and you slip on your comfy camp shoes, it just like changes, changes life. So it's, is it kind of like a reset? Like this is a transition? Like I'm now supposed to get comfortable type feeling too? Yeah. Yeah. It's that feeling of being home and when yeah. it gets dark and you kind of throw your PJs on yeah. and you're relaxing and winding down. It's just that same comfort feeling. So yeah. So that's kind of, that's, I'm definitely bringing those. And I just read about them recently and he didn't mention them to me before, but I just read about them. So definitely going to bring those in my makeup. You know, I'm not a high maintenance girl. I'm not, but I do like to, when I work, you know, have my hair done and my makeup done and I'm a professional person. But in the summer, I just basically wear a hat and lipstick. And I really can't, can't shed that lipstick. I'm unapologetically a South Sider or Italian that likes to wear lipstick still. But when I hike, I don't. And so that's kind of cool. I really enjoy no makeup, no makeup when I, when I go. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. For sure. That was my our dog. He just <laughs> he likes to make as much noise when I record yeah. as possible.
So this is kind of a big deal. You'll be out in the wilderness for three or four days and probably in the rain looking at the forecast and in the sun and there's going to be mosquitoes tearing you up and all kinds of stuff to deal with. Um, heavy backpack and strange people and strange wilderness and all that stuff. So how do you prepare for something like this? Well, you know, physically, mentally, and logistically, that's how I'm preparing. Physically, you know, I'm working on my arms. I, I've been doing more weights this week. I have like this arm that falls out of socket once in a while. My rotator cuff muscle is pretty, pretty weak. It runs in the family. So I've been doing those exercises. Physically, I'm hydrating and eating more salt this week. And I'm just trying to eat more physically. And I guess I'm not walking as much as I usually do. When we did that, Mark and I did a full marathon one and only and in the week before the marathon they have you taper your miles and you're kind of resting basically to be able to kind of go all out during that 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 race so i think my body is kind of naturally tapering and that's fine logistically i've been looking at the map over and over and over and over again just you know to try to figure out the different where I'm staying and the campsites I'm staying at I had to reserve them on the Reserve America website and to see like water sources and just to really look on my own and figure this out um, I, I really enjoy that Mark keeps talking about me not using a you know reservation for a site he just says just camp wherever like how do you do it in the Rockies well they make you have an itinerary so that um, it's just park policy so that in case you don't show back up they can they know where to come and search for your body dead, your dead rotting corpse yeah <laughs> but so we always have it to set up an itinerary so to get a parking pass you've got to you know check in with the ranger otherwise they see your car sitting there and uh, they'll probably tow it away but anyway so we have an itinerary we have designated campsites but you know i'm really not a rule follower so <laughs> for me to, to to end up at that camp just makes me feel like somebody's telling me how to do it and what to do. So oh, we make a pretty good point of not to be where we're supposed to be. <laughs> However, I do know his actual his actual trail he's on. And so I, I, I do know that. So that's the good news is um, I can find his dead rotting corpse if necessary. So that's the good news. But I don't, I am a rule follower. He is a rule follower too, but um, I'd like to do it the right way, especially when I'm alone. And I guess being a woman, it's that whole thing. So. The tent. So the tent, again, to, to put the poles in and to figure it all out, he and I had done it last year where we did a couple times a dry run and I took pictures of the tent poles. And this year we did the same thing because my brain doesn't think that way. I'm thinking of social emotional stuff as a social worker. I'm not thinking of, of, I don't know, logistic stuff. So it's been really good for me to stretch myself in this way. And so logistically, I, I took photos of the tent and how to put it together. So mentally, how am I preparing? Well, again, I looked at my journals from last year and that was really cool to see how I felt and you know, the, the different things I, I experienced. I really enjoyed that. So I'm kind of looking forward to that and, and noticing how I'm feeling. Again, I talked about that, but just, I'm really like into this. I'm excited and I'm happy that I'm into this because that means it's right, it's right for me. And also mentally, this is my process. This is how I do things. I overthink in a way and I over, you know, I over um, prepare. And then I, then I totally enjoy it. I don't want to, I want to enjoy it. I don't want to be worried on the trip. So I think about these things beforehand. 
Also, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. There's one called Sounds of the Trail, and they just, they're literally walking while recording. And they have a correspondent on each of those three trails we talked about, the AT, the PCT, and the, and the CDC, um, CDT. But they have, they have correspondents, so it's really cool to hear the, the gravel crumbling underneath their feet and just to hear them experiencing thunderstorms and all that. Um, I've been telling my friends and family about it. Um, my mom knows she's not happy about it. And I'm about to call my dad here soon and tell, tell him. Um, the people that really know me are really excited and they get it. Um, and, and some other people that know me really well are also worried. I, and I understand that I worry about Mark every time he leaves. I don't know if it's just because I'm a woman or because they know I'm from, I'm not from the country. I mean, when I moved out to the country from Chicago, I thought wolves would get me between the house and the car. Um, so just to kind of experience that, you know, a lot of my friends and family are still Chicago people, so they have that mentality of the wilderness is this wild that we don't know about. So it's been good for me to figure out how to, um, you know, to, to navigate through the, the forest. Little bird. Okay, so then the big question is the why. So you're getting ready to leave the comfort of your home and the comfort of your family. You're gonna strap on a 50 pound backpack and head out into the wilderness for four days um, with the bugs and the rain and the heat. <laughs> you keep and... mentioning the bugs. What the <laughs> so, hell? So just what possesses a person to do this? What is your why? Because it scares the hell out of me. And one of my mentors in the past I talked about in my previous podcast had said something awesome to me. I don't think he realized it was a compliment at the time, but to me it was. I wanted to speak to a group of people, a prenatal class, and I wanted to speak to this prenatal class at a hospital about attachment and bonding with the baby and skin-on-skin -skin attachment. And I said to my director, I said, can I please do that? He goes, are you good at speaking? I said, I've never done it before, but I think it's important. It makes me anxious. He goes, Jeanette, one thing I know about you is you go towards your fear where usually people go away from it. You constantly challenge yourself at the things that scare you. And I'll never forget that. And I think this is one of those things where if it scares you, you should do it. Um, so basically it scares me. It's me building my mental and physical tolerance and this resilience. We need to tap into these, these biological skills that we have of survival. You know, we're, we're meant to, our job as humans are, are, is to survive. We're not supposed to be blissed out and happy 100% of the time. And we have all these, the medications to make us happy and the modern conveniences, and any little thing at our fingertips that yes, I do enjoy all the time. But I think I need this reset every once in a while, especially, you know, once a year to really think about my place on the planet and how I help others and what my real role is and my family and friends and and my work. So it is that building of mental and physical resilience. So I can do it too. Why? I can. I physically and mentally can. So why not? Um, basically, I'm doing it too to keep up with my husband over here. Um, 
I need to learn by doing. And so when we're together hiking, uh, I know he wants to teach me a lot and I learned and I'm, I'm a great student, but there's some things, I think especially with survival, that you just need to learn on your own. So I do a lot of the cooking and cleaning at home, but when we get camping together and we're hiking, he's the one setting up the tent and doing the food and, and I love it. I kind of sit back and relax, but I know if we're doing this for the next 50 or 60 years, hopefully, God willing, I need to learn a lot of this stuff on my own too so I can help us survive out there. Um, I'm doing this too for mindfulness. Uh, I remember last time and I saw it in my journal that, that after a, an hour I was just totally mindful and I really tuned into nature and the birds. and. Yeah, I want to talk about that just a little bit. Yeah. There's this thing that happens, you know, when you go out to the park or you go out for a, just a hour hike in the woods or something, everybody experiences this connection with nature, you know, and this just this great feeling and you kind of get away from you know the the beat down of, of everyday life and all that stuff but but once you really start to spend some time in the wilderness you know you start to become one with it and I remember you talked about this last year when you did this type of a hike like yeah. you you just start to connect you feel like you're you're part of the forest and yeah. that you're family with the squirrels and the chipmunks and the birds <laughs> yes. and stuff like that so it starts to become you know kind of a meshing of your your soul with yeah. nature and um i I, know, I just know that's a big part of why you're doing this yes. to get that feeling and it's 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 really an amazing thing and it makes the trip all worthwhile you know all the hardships that you experience really become become part of that whole experience so well thank you for reminding me about that and Thank you for sitting down with me and interviewing me and um, inspiring me too. It's been fun to watch you grow and um, as a hiker, as a mountaineer, and I'm excited to grow too. Little Thanks. Birdie, little birdie, come and sing.